the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Welcome to Burgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, we're broadcasting live. From Mill Burgers at 1604 on Bull Road, uh, Dr. Calvin Finch, Mark Peterson in for Dr. Jerry Parsons. So uh, we encourage you to call in with any question. Uh, Where's got... Jerry? Charm School? Yes. We, we, when he comes back tomorrow, that'll be exciting to see. You see if he's see, improved? Yeah. I bet he's more charming. Well, he, he couldn't took, be he less, took, could he? He took that one. <laughs> the, the, the bar was set low. Is that what you're saying? The uh, Yeah, he took that, that intensive charm school class today. It was Friday and Saturday. Like driver's ed, you know, where you go and you got to do the two days. But Grad, Graduations tomorrow? Is that what it is? No, graduations uh, tonight. Oh, t- yes, tonight. Okay. So uh, I think he's back tomorrow, right? As far yeah, uh, I, that's what I was told. Yeah, so... All righty. So give us a call. And oh, at 1 o'clock, we hope to interview Kyle over at Wild Birds Unlimited. What so about that old guy? Is he still there? We'll have to ask Kyle. Yeah? Yeah. Right. Rumor has it Bill is still there. Uh-huh. But, yeah, so get those questions out. Uh, and In fact, if you want to, uh, you can send us some questions, and uh, we'll ask uh, Kyle, too, or if you... Uh, just want to tell Barry back at the station, 210-308-8867. My article last week was about... Was it on birds? Pur- purple Martins. Purple and... Martins. Oh, no, it's next week. Yeah, I was going to say, no, no, last yeah. week was something else. So. Yeah. There's pur- Purple Martins and Hummingbirds next week. Uh, but, uh, and we've had a lot of, we've had a lot of uh, calls and interest in... And Martins. Well, and the hummingbirds. Uh, uh, this is the season. There's you know? a lot of them in town. Yeah, too. It's a convention. Yeah, we'll have to talk a little bit. You were asking about the uh, certified butterfly garden uh, here at Mill Burgers, and it looks great. Oh, and I need to mention, I'm just all excited. A little caffeine, and I'm hopping. Um, that is that uh, the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center is here. Yeah. The blood drive is here till 3 o'clock. Mill Burgers has a... Nice gift card for you for going through the process, and they've got nice gifts for you as well, uh, just for uh, you know, just for coming out and being a part of it. What did we we ever decide whether blood. they would take uh, folks that didn't have an appointment? Uh, I did not find out. Um, They're not really busy right now. Yeah, uh, I I think uh, last time they did. Yes. So they, um, they, 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 you're right. They've always been consistent. The most important thing on their part is. They need 
the blood and they want the blood so that they can help all our neighbors. So uh, if you got something you want to do here at Millburgers or check out a plant or because we're going to be talking about a lot of exciting things today. But come out and then stop in and see if you can give us some blood. And do, do they take uh, yours? They don't because of my medication. Oh, I thought I was going to say something about Africa. No, but, no, that's, yeah, Jerry. Yeah, my, my, like, I, I, my excuse is the same. Yeah. I can't. I, can't. Uh, I, I think both of us would be bleeding all over the place. Our blood is so thin. So. Yeah. <laughs> it would be kind of a, kind of a fountain. <laughs> yeah. You're right. All right, 210-308-8867. Let's get back on subject. Yeah, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. All right, um, I got to text Barry. Uh, text me, uh, text me. don't don't Skype me if uh, mm-hmm. if you're hearing us okay. Because I don't know, I don't think I'm seeing your Skypes. All right, 210-308-8867. It's that darn Barry? It's Barry. Barry's back at the studio. Uh-huh. But, uh, That's but, because he's just lost and can't find his way away. Or? Shh. We're, we've, we told him it's... Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had uh, uh, Sasha in the audience, or, or at the back in the office. She wanted to know some articles to add to our... our um, seasonal just uh, constant contact email that we send out to everyone uh, and everyone who wants to know a little bit about that uh, please sign up on our website but she was saying what what articles can I put and I said well I'll have to check but there's this really great article that everyone would want to know August is for gardening do you remember you writing that for me it was all about, yes, August is t- a good time to garden, and then you listed everything, which we should talk about today sometime, about the fact that, uh, yeah, you can, you don't have to. August is a time to sleep, but uh, uh, sleep and rest, but all right. But but you can go on the garden, there's lots of things you should do. Oh, gosh, yeah. Well, as we well that's what's cool about uh, San Antonio and Central Texas, there's always good good gardening to be done. Well, let's do this while we're waiting but for well, calls. We want, well, we yeah, that's my lead-in, sir. That was good. Yeah, that was nice. What segue. should you be doing right now? What could you be doing right now in uh, August? Well, we got the article we wrote, and Mark and I have been talking about is uh, uh, turf grass, uh, oh. grass situation. There's some interesting developments, some new, new ideas that kind of slipped by me up until uh, this year. Mark says he's he's seen that same issue. So, yeah. So, hey, you want to bring that up? About grass, or should we just go? Hey, what's all going in the garden in August? Let's talk about what's going in the garden. Okay, go ahead. So, all right. Uh, it's he hasn't, he hasn't read the article yet. Yeah, we're, what's we're, growing we're, in the garden in August? Hey, tomatoes. Really? Yes, it's okay. tomato times. Do we have tomatoes? We oh, do. Yeah. We do have tomatoes. That's what uh, I'm seeing. We have tomatoes. So it is time to and, plant your fall tomatoes. And you got, it's, there's not much time left. If you want to have a well, guarantee, well, guarantee is a tough word, but if you want to <laughs> be, uh, your uh, chances of being very successful in harvesting yeah, tomatoes in the I'm, fall is need to get them in this next week yeah, or so. I'm really old-fashioned. I always put them in uh, in mid 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 month, 
which is my birthday, so I can always go. I put them in a month. But you are correct. Uh, we've moved that over the years. We've moved that earlier and earlier each year. And so, yeah, you need to get them in now. Yeah, we... Uh, I know when I first got here, I always hesitated to plant early in the uh, fall because yeah. it was so hot. Yeah. And I would always wait, and then then you got it. <laughs> then you're faced with these big, beautiful green unripe tomatoes, <laughs> and there comes the fr- the frost. You know? <laughs> and so it's uh, so what we do, we got to kind of force ourselves to to push on them. And what happens, and I'm seeing this in the tomatoes I planted too, you get in that heat, you get a you get a real spindly looking kind of foliage. Uh, for uh, within a week or so after they're planted, but the minute the temperatures uh, get cool at night, at night is the key. Then then within another week, you've got the full size uh, stems back, and mm-hmm. you've also got the blooms and yeah, the, the fruit setting. And uh, that's the key for everyone is uh, blooming or, or setting at night. Uh, the nights need to be a little cool or cooler than, than the day. Yeah. You know, that's probably one of your one of your issues, too, in your uh, what do we do in, the, in August? Because one of the major factors in San Antonio and Central Texas is that are hot nights compared to Arizona or New Mexico. Uh, yeah, and a lot of the people that we have moving in uh, to San Antonio are either from the, the Midwest, Northeast, or California. And they don't understand that it's 90 degrees and 90% humidity at 12 o'clock at night. Yeah. So the heat setting part, the heat of heat setting tomatoes is the heat of the evening. They can tolerate setting at a hotter evening. Okay. So, so we're not concerned about the heat of the day. for no. Okay, good. That's, that's why we've moved it forward. We, uh, Calvin's correct. Uh, when I first moved down here, I would, you know, I would never do it before Labor Day. Uh, but over the years, we've moved it all the way to the last week of July and first week of August yeah, now. Because the, uh, you know, but because the plant material has gotten a lot better. You know, another, another thing that I've really, yeah, really uh, uh, fallen in love with in terms of uh, tomatoes, especially these fall tomatoes, are the using the the uh, plastic uh, half whiskey barrel size containers that Milburgers offers. I just can't believe it. They're they're just as big as the the regular half whiskey barrels, and they're ten dollars a piece. And so. And it's just, a, you know, you get all the advantage of, advantages of container growing, and uh, you have a very inexpensive option. And, of course, Millburgers has the whatever potting soil you want, mm-hmm. want to yeah. use. But, gosh, that's uh, so much easier. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm a, I'm, I'm a frog person. Um, I like my frog potting soil. Frog uh, okay. potting soil is good. Yeah. Happy so, frog. So what kind of uh, tomatoes do we have out What's there? What's going today? on, Mary? What kind of tomatoes? Yeah, well, we have the short season indeterminates because the uh, heirlooms would take too long. And so uh, you really want it to be a short period of time under about 70 would be best, right? Yeah. 70 days. Mm-hmm. And there's some good options there that say 50, 55 days, too. What, what, what kind do we got? 
Um, well, we got the the tycoon. We got the celebrities. We've got. Um, I haven't looked on the new batch, but we've had a good variety. Valley Cat. Phoenix. We've got even. Fe- uh, what? Phoenix. We had last week. Uh-huh. We had yeah. Deuce. We've had... Um, and we had BHN 968. Right, right. I was yeah. going to say, uh, Calvin and I's favorite. A lot, of the, ro- a lot of the rodeo ones are a, bit, a present uh-huh. in the... Do, do we have... What's our favorite? Blush? What's the other uh, one? Uh, Ruby, Ruby Crush. Crush. Ruby Crush, not we Blush. We got that out there. I'm blushing. I didn't know the answer. Ah. And the 968 cherries that are always such a popular one. Yeah, yeah I... They keep asking me what's the best tasting, and it's I've, delicious. Uh, I've uh, for the longest time, I said BHN 968, but now I say I like both. Yeah, really yeah, I was going to say, what are you going to say, both? And, both and is they good. are, don't taste the same either. No. They're, they've got different tastes, but they both have a lot to offer. Uh, BHN 968 is uh, a little more tart. Ruby Crush is a little sweeter. And it depends on the mood you're in when you're eating the tomatoes, but they're they're both uh, they're both great tomatoes. Well, I and, like the ruby crush is a shorter bush. Yeah, well, and that's that's another thing. If you're into container growing or in the fall, yeah. you want yeah. a fast response. Yeah. Uh, better than the container, yeah. We always have recommended uh, don't sell yourself short. Get those uh, cages. You know, I'll always get the cages. So. I end up having to use sticks with the cages because they get so <laughs> out there and heavy. Mm. Uh, uh, well, my, my other August one is squashes. I like to get the squashes yeah. towards the end of the let's, month. Let's bring up one other thing on oh. the tomatoes. Uh, people that uh, have nematodes. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the, the varieties, the fall recommended varieties include... Uh, at least, uh, f- well, there's four actually Val- that are Valley. recommended. Uh, one of them I don't think we have there any uh, anymore. They were probably sold out. Uh, and yeah. plus, I can't remember. Valley Cat <laughs> Tycoon Celebrity. Celebrity yeah. Tycoon and BHN 968. Yeah, they're, they're and, and then there's the. Can you guys can you guys remember? I can look it up because I forget it so often. <laughs> Which I wrote it. Down. You have it written down. Yeah. You talk about tycoon or? No. Well, uh, tycoon is one of them, but that's right. Not the, but yeah, there's there's one that is not nematode resistant, and we always I, oh. I'm like Calvin. I always forget about it. So and then Jerry you? Jerry corrects us, and that's okay. But Jerry's not here, so we're gonna, we're going to look it <laughs> so up. So we're looking for a heat setter that's not nematode resistant. No, no, that is nematode resistant. It is. Yeah. Oh, okay. So and, and it's been a, a rodeo tomato. Yeah, yeah. And it's a, a really excellent. So that's why I started to go through the rodeo it's tomato valley cat tycoon. That's it. What valley cat? Valley cat is not. It. Yeah, you said that. You mentioned that. I thought it was. It was my fault. Oh, come on, Mark. Mark, Mark must have said that. I didn't. I wouldn't have. You said, <laughs> said it was it. or wasn't? Was. Valley Cat is a... Is resistant. Is resistant. Oh, I feel much better now. Hematode resistant, yeah. yeah. I don't, I, I'll never forget the one fall garden where I had the best crop ever. And it rained really hard for a week. And my chickens got out and pecked every blushing dang tomato. And then it froze in uh, early November. That was a ways back. These are why, these are why farmers are patient people. Yeah, farmers are very patient. I made a lot of green tomato chutney that was pretty good with all the peppers. And making 
green chutney out of tomatoes. <laughs> when you got when, so many. Life, like lemonade. When, yes, I was going to say, when life gives you green tomatoes, you, yeah, make, you make green chutney. chutney. Well, then, then, it was good. <laughs> and then uh, green tomatoes uh, dealt with in recipes just like summer squash. So Mark can talk about a squash, right. too. So in, in in my mind, I try to make it really simple in the months. Uh, every every month, what you should be putting in. So it's like tomatoes and squash, I believe, uh, in August. And then September, it's going to be the leafy ones. And then it's going to be broccoli, or the other way around. It's broccoli, cauliflower, and then October, the leafy, the the, the, the Spanish right. kales. Winter uh, gardening here in, in San Antonio is my favorite. I mean, it, usually uh, you get a lot. Oh, it's a huge. lot of greens. Yeah, huge. Uh, they're they're good for you. They're easy to grow. Yeah. Uh, very attractive. The garden is uh, lots of onions. And some some people. Well, if you're if you're from the north or you're from other and, places, and then the last month. Yeah, yeah you forget about the. Uh, you just can't. You don't. You don't take it seriously about our winter gardening situations. But but then they say our root vegetables that you and I like. Yeah, yeah we <laughs> we but had a we, we like root, we, you and I both like rutabagas and, ter- and, ter- yeah. and turnips and but potatoes. Uh, Mark, I mean um, Milton had arranged a uh, an author to uh, speak Did to us. Did you hear us the and the mer- it's not Merleton. Merleton, I have to say it almost Frenchish. Uh, yeah. Merleton interview about the Merleton squash. No. Are you familiar with Merleton? No. Or well, I, I keep saying melatonin. You know, the sleepy. No. Does, no. It, does the squash make you sleepy too? No, it does not. <laughs> uh, it's a, a natural vining. Yeah, we had him on, and uh, I don't. I don't think Jerry was very good, but I don't think he was exactly excited about it. And then who brought up the rutabaga? Uh, I did. Uh, okay. Back there, here, here with this, this author, or this guy is just really serious about Jeez. this. <laughs> and he's just going on and on, and Jerry's over there kind of oh. trying, trying his best to be oh. put up with it and uh. everything. So I just couldn't resist, and I mentioned the fact that, well, I guess there's no hope that this will be in league with the, the, the uh, rutabaga club. Yep. And and to the guy's credit, he started laughing. Mary, uh, she might have a question. No, that's it. all right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Yeah, it was a, a fun interview. And he's, okay, here's my confession. Oh, uh, I turned it on last week or, or whenever it was occurring. Yes, the interview. Go, it, the interview. And I was going on and on. I'm like, I kept checking my call letter, my call sign. Is this nine thirty? Who is this guy? Then I'd hear you. Just, yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Uh huh. Just uh, <laughs> once he started, he even referred to that. He said, "I think I may have given you too long an answer for some of your questions." <laughs> no, the, 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 the 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 apology, the makeover here. It's just like I switched to a different station. Oh. oh. Yeah, he was kind of going on, uh, but uh, we did we did get several people. He said from Texas uh, joined the Facebook group. So right after the show, so yeah. Well, maybe, and Johnson you know, City Mil- Joe Milton gets on a on a topic like that, and he just won't let it loose. Johnson City Joe ma- went last week and made himself a, a chayote salad for his whole family. They said they loved it. Did they? Yeah. Huh. So, 
So anyway. Are they all still alive? They, they are, <laughs> as far as I know. We'll have to ask them tomorrow. What about you, Milton? Where's our... Uh, I thought we would be tasting your recipes. Oh, I haven't made it yet. Oh. What? What did I do with... Oh, we gave mine to Mary. I gave mine to Mary. Uh, okay. <laughs> and then... Did she have So did Jerry, too. And then I kept mine. I, I think mine's still in my computer bag. Yeah, well, it's probably in, in his trunk with everything else, yeah. every other plant that he's taking. The malathion that's still there. And the, all right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call. Let's find out what's going on in your gardening world at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM. The Answer. Texas on 930 AM. The answer, real quick message about Spider-Man, Warren Remy, and Spider-Man termite and pest control. If it's bugging you, whether that's roaches or rats or mosquitoes, uh, Spider-Man has been helping uh, clients and customers here in San Antonio, homeowners and businesses alike, to remain pest-free since 1976. A tremendous reputation. Uh, for integrity, for honesty. And I was uh, talking to him the other day, and uh, we were talking about a situation where uh, someone had gone and, uh, you know, they had said, you know, I think you're okay. They recommended something else because they weren't seeing the bugs they had, and so they recommended just another option. It turned out that option solved it. So, uh, you know, they're going to go in. They don't want to do something that they don't need to do. Uh, and you got to appreciate businesses like that that give you an honest uh, opinion of what the real situation is. Who don't just treat because well you, you said they you said they were there. You're willing to pay, so they're going to treat. No, they're going to give you an honest evaluation of what's going on in your home. Uh, and ask about the Into Care mosquito trapping system too uh, when you call because the mosquitoes are going. Actually, they are. They're getting fierce out there. Two one zero. 656 3721, 2626 3721, or online at gospidermanpest.com.gospidermanpest.com. What the heck has happened to all my uh, my hummingbirds? Why don't I have any? Or what's with all these sparrows I have? Something like that, you know. What? Why are you looking at me? <laughs> oh, I was just wondering where, uh, how Bill was going to get a word in edgewise. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if, if Bill. I don't know. We'll have to see if Kyle wants. You know, of course, Bill's I, there. Yeah, yeah. But well, Bill's Bill's been been there quite yeah. a bit, and. Uh, both Kyle and Bill are, are well worth uh, talking to about uh, bird issues and wildlife issues. And M- Mark, when uh, I know you want to talk about the August, when do we get into the prime <laughs> shade tree planting? And uh, oh yeah, well that no that uh, there's a lot of topics we can touch on that. Uh, woody perennials. The best time is November first. Through the winter, through through the fall, through the winter, through spring to about April first, April or May, mid uh, mid April, is is the time to get trees and your shrubs, 
and your flying perennials. Vice versa, or versa, the, uh, I don't know, you, you correct me on my English. He's an English okay. major, yeah. Is uh, lawns, turf, succulents, and palms, and cycads are all done May 1st to October 1st. So those those it's, it's two different seasons. It's very easy to remember. If it's a, a succulent or a palm, it's during the summer, and we include grass in it. And then woody perennials is during the winter time. And it's a lot of people. Uh, it's one of the reasons I wrote that article on turf grass. Is mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of people kind of like me that the the summer is in the spring have just rushed right by, and we're already moving into the. Uh, we're talking about fall and winter gardening. Uh-huh. So, uh, but there's still there's still a lot of action on the lawn, and uh, of course the we're talking about the fall tomatoes, eggplant, uh, mm-hmm. okra. Yeah, yeah. okra, okra, eggplant, and peppers are still going. Yeah, peppers are really done well this. this I should oh, I should have brought you some of the uh, the hot peppers. You could have tried them. That uh, I have the orange penguins, not the yellow, not the yellow, not the Just, red. Minor orange. Orange. And uh, they were, uh, Trace and somebody else were scarfing them down. They weren't I, very I hot. I ate them. They weren't hot. And Jerry kept saying, well, you wait. You wait. About 10 minutes. 10 minutes came. You wait. It's coming. <laughs> nah, never. But uh, but uh, Warren said his were really hot. So they had a good taste, but they were really, really hot. So maybe mine, maybe there was some difference in the uh, the raising of these young Peppers. Maybe I didn't give them enough sun or something. There's not a lot, but there's there's about five or six on the the plant, but that's probably not a lot. I'm not sure you would have. You've got nice big uh, fruit. Yeah. I don't think you would have got that if there was not enough sun there. Well, I, I'm thinking more is you got a lot of natural rainfall. Oh, maybe. And anytime we get rain, we can get a lot of leaf, leaf area, as opposed to... To fruit area. Well, you know, oh, okay. you know what that that also translates some uh, peaches when I had them. Yeah. And uh, if the timing uh, on the rain, you you could end up. It was good and bad. You ended up with bigger fruit, mm-hmm. which brought in if it was early, brought in a better price, but they were not as sweet, mm-hmm. and, or not as potent as a uh, the smaller. Intense weather kind of production. So, and and uh, he's not here. Our our Fredericksburg peach guy is not here today. Yeah, but uh, that I did notice. So some of his real early ones were smaller. Oh, not as sweet. Uh, and they oh they were delicious. And oh, I noticed okay. that they got later in the season. And then they're a little bit bigger, but they weren't they weren't as sweet. Hey, yeah. we oh. We have Marty on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, Marty, welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How are you doing today? Okay, how are you guys today? Doing well. You'll have to tell us how your peppers are doing. Did you grow any of the They're penguins? Good. No, I didn't grow the, the penguins. I, I, okay. I just stick, I just stick with uh, uh, the Rio Grande Gold and uh, bell peppers. And I have uh, some uh, serranos and, and I have jalapenos. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the reason I was calling is I have my uh, Millburger uh, newsletter for the month of August. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the, uh, I think, second page, they show um, the dwarf 
cherry surprise uh, tomato. And I was wondering, uh, do you guys have that in already? Dwarf, which, dwarf, which one is it? Dwarf is cherry it hundred? Dwarf yeah, cherry. Dwarf. Oh, dwarf, dwarf cherry surprise? Yeah, yeah it's sweet 100, we used to call it, or were they the same thing? Yeah, they're, sometimes they call that, the one I call the BHN 968, they call mm-hmm. it the right. su- surprise. Uh, but, but now they used to have the, the 100 here, too. Mm-hmm. Just last week they did. I don't know if we still have any. So that would be the third one that is here at Millburgers. Uh, okay. And we'll check during the commercial. Yeah, okay. during a commercial break, Calvin will run out for you. Yeah, when, and, uh, when we had, he won't run. Can you can you check you, for the see if you have the ruby crush in? I think, oh yeah, I, yeah. I think we saw the ruby crush. Did you? Okay. You guys see it? Did you I, see? Did, I did not see it. Uh, right, Mary, we'll, Mary implied that we had it. All right, we'll, we'll, so we'll check look, on that one. We'll look at. Yeah, it. we got to. Okay. We, we always have to check as we get right. near the end of the planting season on these tomatoes. Right. We got to. Yeah, because right. they, they, okay. they move fast. Yeah, yeah, you're hey. right. Okay, well, I, if you could check on that, I appreciate it. And uh, uh, y'all guys are great as always. And thank, thank you for Thank you, Marty. Thank thank you. All right, thanks. Marty single-handedly saved the Rio Grande gold pepper. Yes, I heard that. Yeah. I heard, I heard mm-hmm. that. He should, he should get a lifetime achievement. He should. Just we need to, like, give out listeners to win lifetime uh-huh. achievement awards. The key right. loop, like yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. It's now the answer, but yes, the answer lifetime yes. achievement award. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Johnson City Joe is on the line, calling us on a right. Saturday and she, early. Yeah, Joe. This is this is a, a pleasant surprise. How are you? Well, I decided to get it in early because I would uh, probably would forget it by tomorrow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you remember why you called? Number one is about the Chowties. Yeah. You call them by the French name. The Meloton? Does that sound right? Meloton. Okay. okay. I did find the Melotons on uh, e- eBay. Yeah. And you could, al- you could buy the plant already growing. And they're not expensive. No, I think you want to do the uh, the plant already growing because, like you said, on the seed it takes two years or something. Yeah, but these are already sprouted. Yeah, and that yeah, I mean, you can yeah. sprout your own, but if you plant the seed, they're a, a perennial. I didn't know that until I dug a little bit deeper. I don't know how cold hardy they are, but if they're in Louisiana, I, I don't know how much uh, where they grow those. But, uh, did you did he did he not listen to our uh, <laughs> our uh, he did I think report last I, week I think he I did yes to him. I listened yeah. to him. he's talking about the diseases we should have we should have reserved him some questions <laughs> yeah we uh, well we would have had a little challenge getting those questions oh. in, but, uh, but did you did you uh, feel any tension there Joe on that uh, he was very enthusiastic. And then you I, kinda I, I tell you and what, I, the only thing that bothered me was he's talking about the Mexican ones having this bad disease. The mosaic something. Yeah. Whatever it was. And Jerry kind of said, well, I didn't think he was real enthused about that, what he said about that. Well, I think you're right. Yeah. I think Jerry just had not had thought that he would have heard about that. 
if there were, if that was a major problem. But but if, to, to his credit, Jerry did not uh, uh, cross the the line until he uh, checked into it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, uh, and, uh, the uh, so I've, I've got the ones from Mexico, which I bought at the store. I might try one of my own. Uh, but that disease, he, uh, the guy was talking about, sounds like it's a terrible disease. Uh, I'm not sure I've ever heard of it. Is it common? Oh, I had to study it back in school. Um, they have uh, tobacco, mosaic, leaf disease is a real one we had to pop. We had to study, and, and there's a couple other ones that yeah. uh, they're, they're, thre- they're spread by thrips and leaf hoppers and everything like that, so... Um, it's a very common one, um, and but they try to breed, breed breed plants that are resistant to it. Well, now anyway, I'm going to try one for Mexico. What happens? Well, I've just poisoned my whole yard. Well, just uh, just write the kind of a couple of paragraphs so we know what the cause was and everything. If so anything <laughs> does happen, if it does have the mosaic whatever whatever mm-hmm. virus, right? It's it's a very common virus. I mean, it, it variations on it. Okay. Well, what is so, well, we eat will a lot it of spread, things. Will it spread to other plants that he has? No, no, no it's, it's species specific. So it would only spread to his other chiotes or mer- melatons. The way to help reduce that, yes, it would. And the day, way to help reduce that is good air circulation. Well, okay. Um, the virus is very hard to control with chemicals. So, uh, well, uh, it, 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 usually we just try to interplant different species and keep air good airflow. Well, and J- Jerry brought up a point about the, the usual way to conquer. Mosaic virus and other viruses is seed. Use yeah. seed. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of caught him off yeah. guard. Why? Yeah. That's, That's not the usual. So well, he, the I think he had a question about The seed takes two years. Yeah. To, if you plant the seed, it'll be the second year before you get any fruit off of it. That, yeah, that's, and that 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 was a problem. So um, yeah, the question I have also is uh, I'm going to go on to another subject. Is, uh, okay, okay, because I like to plant different stuff that just challenge me. Okay, sapphire, crocus, will it grow here? What are they? What what? Sapphire, Joe? sapphire comes from a crocus. All I heard was uh, sapphire and crocus. Okay. Will sapphire grow here? The plant. The I don't plant. even know what the plant is, sapphire. It's a but I do know what crocus are. Yeah. Okay, uh, it's a that's, crocus. That's, uh-huh. it, uh, well, I, I do not know. But, but Mil- uh, Milton, hmm. uh, Calvin and I have lots of experience with crocus. And that's you know that's a, a upper Midwest species. Oh, it's pretty. And oh, it's very. What do you do? You have the I think the so. sapphire on there. I don't know. Maybe. Um, so uh, I would be pot. I would. Does be, that look like it? Yeah. Okay. See, it's the uh, so, of the crocus that they use for the spice. Oh, okay. All right. So um, I still would do it. It in in containers. Maybe like a horse trough or something like that to get a good, good, good growing on that because it will require lots of cold temperatures. 
the spice, saffron. Mm. They, they, they collect the male stamens wow. and uh, by hand. Uh, lots of women in Spain do that. Okay. And uh, they collect them. That's why saffron is such a, a high-value spice. It's so, very, yeah, you can do it. But okay. it, it has to be... The, the weather conditions have to be good. So I would use some kind of container, but it would be full sun, uh, somewhere where it could get lots of wind um, and dry out a little bit. Uh, they've been trying to, uh, in, the, in the hill country, I've lived here for over 40 years, they've been trying to do lots of Spanish products in the hill country with limited success. The yeah, Spanish, even, uh, even truffles. Yeah, so that's one of them. The truffles, the uh, the hogs, uh, the famous Spanish hams. Um, uh, they've been so, uh, and they tried to do the crocus, and that was one of my ideas. Uh, oh. I, I wanted to do that because I thought that'd be some perfect somewhere around Mason and Menard and up that way. Um, uh, Kerrville. Um, but uh, I don't think it ever took off. So try it. Try it, sir. I'd like okay, to know well, all about I, it. I try it in the container. I could get the... Should I chill the, the bulbs? Yes. Okay. That's going to be characterized. Oh, so Milton, that's it. why in the container? Well, because uh, I think sometimes we get too much water. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So, so really good drainage. Full sun. Um, or limited shade. Uh, but they're usually growing them in Spain, not on the Meseta, uh, but not on the, the, the western part where there's more oak trees. So I think they're doing it on the plains. Now, where can uh, I find these little women that harvest these? I don't know. Uh, that that was part of my problem, too. I could not think of anybody, any American women, who would sit there uh, basically 14 to 16 hours a day because it has to be all done within a week or two weeks. It has to all be done by hand, too. Hand by hand within a short period of time, and you'd have to do it literally Okay, now am I going to get bridge in a container? Uh, so I would make it really high drainage. So um, some sand, a little bit of compost, a little bit of decomposing granite. Think, think of a, a, a dry soil, maybe from the high plains or or, uh, or around San Angelo, that type of uh, sandy loam. Um, yeah, and, I can do that. I can yeah. do that. Okay, well, guys, Thank I you. wanted to get in early because I, I was going to forget about the, uh, the sapphire. But uh, yeah. well, well, I was going to say, well, fortunately, your mind and my mind are scarily alike. Yeah, so... so uh, it's good that you called today. Uh, I would that? figure it out, Joe. Yeah, I would yeah, figure it you out. like to do crazy things, too, don't you? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Thank you all. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Joe. we got to take a break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Welcome 
Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8864. At 1 o'clock, we hope uh, to uh, talk to... Um, Kyle over there at Wild Birds Unlimited, but I'll give you just a, a little hint that what you're going to see is Kyle's going to know what's happening. and he'll, I bet he'll probably mention that what customers are telling us is blank. Uh, and he'll mention, or we had this customer who had this problem, and here's how we solved it. That's exactly, uh, listen to not exactly what he was saying, but listen to kind of the, the gist of it, and you'll get that idea of uh, why what makes Wild Birds Unlimited uh, different, and that is the customer interaction, uh, the problem problem-solving ability, all the products they have to help you solve those problems, uh, and you'll enjoy working with the folks at Wild Birds Unlimited, Kyle, Bill, the gang over there, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to him in just a while. But Northwest Military and Hebner Road is where they're located, Northwest Military and Hebner Road, and again, you'll enjoy that relationship once you get it started with the folks at Wild Birds Unlimited. Give them a call, 210-479-BIRD, 210-479-BIRD. And here's Calvin with a tomato report, Marty. Well, we got the red snapper. Uh, good supply of that was red good. snapper. Plants look really good. There is some of the uh, 100, sweet 100. Oh, my Lord. Okay. But no, I didn't see any BHN 968. All right. All right. Well, so, that's a good substitute, but I do prefer the, the BH okay. 968. And uh, so in full size, there's red snapper, there's red deuce, tycoon, celebrity, phoenix, uh, bobcat. Uh, wow! Which, all the uh, all the old rodeo tomatoes, yeah, or a large see. selection of them. That's what I remember. Okay. So far, that should help Marty. But out. they look good, and they are uh, a lot of plants. There's there's a few. Let's see. I was seeing uh, 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 there are most of these are in four inch, four and a half inch containers. Did I? I didn't. I don't see the the uh, one gallon plants. Do you see any one gallon? No, not as many as they had before. Okay. Yeah. It, Maybe a couple. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's right. uh, there's some right. The, yeah. Right at the back. The tycoon, of course, is that that's kind of a mainstay there. All right, 210-308-8867. Oh, there are some aromas there, too, for somebody that's interested in that kind of a tomato. 210-308-8867. Let's see, what else? Uh, What else should we be doing in August? Well, let's see. We've got, we talked about uh, eggplant and... uh, Okra. Mm-hmm. We got another month. Peppers are doing wonderfully. Yeah, uh, it was a little slow this year because it rained and a little cool, but uh, they are coming on like gangbusters uh, everywhere I go. I see lots of great peppers. And uh, we we had a lot of gardeners that uh, like me that had trouble producing the big uh, green peppers. Uh, through the years, but this uh, this Aladdin uh, is a selection that just is uh, doing wonderfully. This is the third year in a row for me that uh, is, is doing well, and uh, so that may be our answer. Hopefully, it'll stay stay on on the market. But uh, nice, it grows fast, easy to take care of. And uh, tasty, very tasty. I, I, I do have, yeah, I did have a uh, a request from one of my coworkers in the office. Uh, she is from California, 
And she had a lot of people in her neighborhood actually from California. And they didn't know anything about oak wilt. And so in August, August is time to prune your oak trees. Okay. And the city, uh, this is one of the weeks or months that they, the city does go around and does um, pick up in the front yard of mm-hmm. all vegetation. So uh, uh, for oak trees and trees in general, uh, uh, June, July, and August is a good time. Uh, September is a good time to prune your trees. Uh, the next best time, or the best time, is December and January and first part of February. So for those who may not know that, come to San Antonio from other parts of the country. We do have an oak wilt problem. Uh, it is a disease which kills uh, 80% of the live oaks and nearly 100% of the red oaks. Hmm. But it's easily prevented by pruning at the right time of the year and application of a paint. Yeah, yeah. Just remind them of that painting. Uh, Don't let me forget that. But tell me, Mark, what? Remind me too of the. Wasn't too many years ago we would recommend uh, if you the white oaks that we said they were not susceptible. Now we include we generally include them on the susceptibility list. What is happening? Uh, Because. Foresters and arborists are cantankerous folks. No. Is that a lab experience? Yeah, well, no. There's, uh, so there's some people who say, oh, we should not put any oaks on. And there's some of us who believe, well, the right oak, white oaks for the last 80 years have demonstrated uh, resistance. Uh, let's keep them on it. Uh, some of them will go, well, there's different amounts of resistance. Oh, yeah. Um, but here's the ones that are most resistant. So I, I include all the white oak families, and that would include Chinkapin, Monterey Oak, or Mexican Live Oak is another name of white oak, uh, uh, Burr Oak. Um, uh, Lacey. La- Lacey Oak. That's one of the ones that is in, in discussion or in, in argument. Okay. So that seems to have a little less resistance than the other ones. But my main oak trees, if I'm going to plant an oak tree, it's going to be chinkapin, Monterey oak, bur oak. And then I, okay. I I broke in there at the inopportune time because Mark said 80% or 100%. I want to make this clear that, yeah. that prevention is, is relatively easy. Easy, easy. Once the disease is in a neighborhood relatively difficult hmm. to conquer it but uh that's you you check your your community all the communities in central texas basically have rules concerning uh pruning and painting wounds because you paint the wounds immediately after there's pruning. within 30 minutes is the city uh okay. and most of the bedroom communities have followed that uh but uh once uh, the wound has been made you must paint within 30 minutes and then that prevents, though, the uh, entry of the disease by... It, it prevents, yeah, the, 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 the little beetle, and it's a very common beetle, you know, don't worry about it. It's so common, we don't even worry about it, except in the case of oak wilt. Uh, but it's attracted to anything sweet, hmm. and if it's on a uh, red oak, which produces a transmittable form of the fungus through the air, is on that beetle, 
then it can transfer it over to a fresh wound because they're feeding on the sap. That's their name, sap beetle. And I don't haven't told this story for a while, but uh, when I lived in uh, villages of West Creek. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let me hit, let me hit my head. <laughs> uh, we had, of course, we had uh, live oaks and red oaks in the neighborhood, and we had the disease move across from the rural areas and was moving into the mm-hmm. neighborhood. Right. And so we were being real conscientious. And my my neighbor had his oaks pruned and did not paint them the first day. And so I uh, good-naturedly ra- raised, and I said, better, we got to get that those painted. Painted, and of course I reminded him it can be any kind of uh, paint. It just needs to be painted. Mm-hmm. And of course he was a little irritated uh, by my uh, button into his business. And so the next day, I looked out the side window, and what do you think the colors were? The, his trees were painted on my side of the... It Orange, was la- la- latex paint, and he mm-hmm. used a variety of colors. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, I thought that was nice. I think I, think, I, I, think I even have a picture somewhere. I, oh, okay. I, uh, I wonder if he would uh, get his... Uh, Vaccine inoculation too, or if he'd be one of those that would. No, he would never do that. No, no. no. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Lewis, uh, we lost you, so uh, give us a call. We'll see if we can't get you back on. Sorry, Lewis. Uh, yeah, two one zero three zero eight. He had a question about Lynn's legacy, or yeah, Lowry's legacy, but it's Lynn's legacy is the name of the plant. Right? That that is correct, and uh, both Calvin and. and and Jerry both really comment on it. Mm-hmm. I am of the small minority. It's not really one of my favorites. Oh, why? Uh, I don't like the color. Oh, do you? It's, it's, a, it's the color of my shirt right now for for those in Radio oh. Land, and I, it's just not oh, one of blue. my favorite colors. I didn't know that. I I okay. So that's pretty blue. No, the, it's lavender. It's, it's that's not it's lavender. A, it's like insipid, like is that lavender? Blue. Mm. Well, I, I let's ask Mark if blue. the Belinda's dream has a fragrance. I don't consider it a as a, a pretty blue, but I consider it blue. <laughs> All right, I, I like them. And, and but, look at that. Melon's got kind of an orange shirt, and I got yeah, kind, I got of, kind of, of a I got shirt. I got a sorbet or something going here with this pink <laughs> oh, sorbet. Salmon. Is that salmon? Salmon. Yeah, salmon. That's salmon. Yeah. Uh, like almond, but yeah. different. Yeah. Well, no. It's uh, I knew many uh, almond farmers in Ripon, California. Uh. I had relatives in Ripon, and they go, "It's almond." You don't say salmon, do you? <laughs> and they went on and on and on. Okay. All right, uh, 210-308-8867. We're going to take a break in a second. Hope to talk to Kyle over at Wild Birds Unlimited about what's going on after the news. And uh, don't forget, uh, the blood drive is going on today at Millburgers, and it's going on today until um, 3 o'clock. So, um, we I, think, I think Trace told me that, that you get a, like a one-gallon uh, if you come in, I know. You get a, well, you get a, um, a $10 gift certificate, I believe. No. Oh, well, maybe so maybe I was wrong. Maybe it was a 10-gallon, 10 10, number 10, uh, the no, plant no, no, that no, you no, would get for coming in. No, I think I that's what Trace told me. I don't think so. <laughs> don't get us in trouble. All right. We'll just let, Check. Him, let him get himself in trouble. Okay. Learn more by going to MillburgerNursery.com. But somehow, well, they'll say uh, compliments of Mark Peterson. <laughs> yeah. 
Or he could do compliments of saws. But just come on in and check him out today till 3 o'clock and donate to your South Texas neighbors with the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center today until 3 o'clock. We'll take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Again, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. This is The Answer. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. You can call us and uh, and talk gardening with us. And uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of what's... i gotta, I got to uh, find uh, something out and send it to... Uh, to Barry real quick. So what else is going on? Well, Hi. we've got some, uh, in terms of folks that are wor- worried about the butterflies, uh, there are a lot of them out there. Um, we've got uh, some tropical milkweed uh, still here if you want uh, some um, in your landscape. And also misfall, Briggs misfall. Yeah. There's a number of those or, plants. Or we like to call it uh, and, uh, butterfly was, crack. Was that a... Did I hear one of the staff or one of the managers say uh, that they were expecting uh, this next week to get a, 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 another a shipment from one of the well, potential suppliers? Of, of, so, Good. Yeah, that'll be. We'll be watching for that. For mm-hmm. that, and hopefully, we'll get. Gosh, it'd be nice if we could get some more porterweed and some. Uh, uh, well, more great, more Miss Flower. And, yeah, more Miss Flower. We got, we have uh, lots of salvia. We have Rebecca here today. I'm, I'm looking across the way, and I see some uh, rock rose, and I see some monarchs going through yeah. here all the time. So let's uh, switch gears for a sec and talk to Kyle. We got him on the line. <gasps> oh, good. Over there at Wild Birds Unlimited at Hebner Road, Northwest Military. Hi there, Kyle. How are you doing today? Hey, gentlemen, I'm good. How are y'all doing out there? We're doing okay. It's not too bad today. Not yeah, too bad. Not. It, you, know, you, you know, I think uh, for August in Texas, we're, uh, we're, we're doing pretty well here. Yeah, it's weird. It's been weird weather. How has all the it rain affected, affected birding and stuff? Uh, what, are, what are customers telling you? Well, you know, um, it, there's a lot of natural food out there right now, which is great because that's uh, that's always where the birds are going to go first is to the natural food. Uh, but my my feeders are my feeders are still crazy. Uh, I've got uh, I've got a bunch of birds with their uh, I've got cardinals and blue jays, both with still with their uh, juveniles in tow. So uh, I've got, I got a lot of activity at my feeders right now. But like I said, there's a lot of natural food because of the rain. Is, How about the less, lesser goldfinches? You got any sunflowers uh, I, you know, that, are harb- I, I, that are maturing? I, I don't have any in my garden, but I know that there are. Uh, I've got some customers who have, uh, you know, native landscapes, and uh, the sunflowers are pulling in a lot of finches. How safe yeah, is that lesser goldfinches? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've still got them on my Niger feeder. I've got the lesser goldfinches on my. They kind of go back and forth between the sunflower chips and the Niger, but um, 
Yeah, I've got a, a couple of customers have brought in photos of the the extra goldfinches on the sunflower heads, and that's really fun to look at. So, really beautiful. My 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 column next week, uh, Kyle is going to be on the purple martins uh, leaving and uh, housing and planning for the future, okay. and then also on the hummingbird. Uh, Oh, uh, migration, which we expect, what, another month or yeah. six weeks? Yeah, so. yeah, in about a, uh, about a month, we're, we, you know, we're, we're anticipating that. So, good. Well, I'll look for your, uh, I'll look for that info in your column. Are your Martins gone now, Calvin? Are they, they yeah, split? yeah, they are. Uh, and, of course, it was always, as always, uh, you and I have talked about this quite a bit, the, uh, the young and the parents... Disappear for a couple of days, and then I think every big thing I'm ready. I should take my houses down, and then they and then come they're, they're back. Then they're back the oh, next two okay. days. Yeah, yeah. You could say the male junior ju- juveniles. So it's uh, a yeah. it's a just fascinating and uh, lots of. I know you have lots of re- good book resources there for folks that are want to get into that uh, purple martin issue. Deeper. Mark, yeah, Mark yeah, did you have a, a question? Yeah, I was going to ask Kyle. Have you had recently, in the last couple of weeks, have you had any reports of large flocks of grackles and starlings on lawns? Um, because I'm having reports of army worms, grass army worms, which normally a little bit later, but it seems to be yeah. um, being a problem. And uh, one of the things I used to tell the, the homers when they asked me, I said, do you have any large flocks of birds in your yard? because uh, they're really picking off those little caterpillars. Yeah, you know, I read something about the army worms recently. I can't remember exactly what it was that I read. Um, I have not seen flocks of grackles or starlings okay. in the in the yards, but, um, uh, it, yeah, it should be. I, I would anticipate that being a little bit later with army worms. But right, who knows? right, the weather, right. The weather's been so, so odd. Uh, who knows? You know, there's uh-huh, kind of weird uh-huh. things happening this year. Talking to Kyle over there at Wild Birds Unlimited at Hebner and Northwest Military. Again, that number, 479-BIRD, 210-479-BIRD. Hey, yes, sir. Kyle, what about, what about uh, you, your staff and uh, uh, your customers, too? Uh, Milton keeps talking about how you guys all work together. Uh, if they, uh, we had folks had a lot of success with Purple Martins this year, but then there was a few that uh, want to improve uh raise their numbers want to make, make try some different kind of housing and everything how yeah. how can they come wandering over there and discuss some of these issues with your staff or yeah yeah is, absolutely absolutely we've got some good resources over here we've got yeah you guys probably know a fellow named bill sweeland he's He's still floating around here sometimes. And, no, there's and, been and bill sightings? A, <laughs> really? There Is that old sightings. guy still there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what are you, yelling so he, Bill he, can he, hear you? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was but thinking. He, yeah, he's, he's a good resource. And, of course, um, we all we all uh, know enough to get <laughs> ourselves in trouble. But Bill is a good resource. And then I've got another gentleman that works here at my shop. Uh, his name is John Henry. And he's the... He's the Purple Martin landlord out at the Botanical Gardens, and he's been doing that for 18 years. He's managing the populations out there for 18 years. And, um, in fact, he just sold a a, a mini castle, a Purple Martin mini castle, 
uh, yesterday here at the shop to a couple who are adding to their collection. So, yeah, this is the right time to start planning. Uh, you know, going into fall is the right time to start cleaning the houses, preparing for next year, um, because this year they – I don't know, uh, Calvin, I got reports, kind of conflicting reports from different people. The Martins at the Botanical Gardens didn't arrive until, gosh, I think it was the middle of April. But I had other customers who had Martins at the end of February. So it was kind wow. of a wide-ranging arrival time. So, you know, I, I, my, my advice is always for people to get the houses up sooner than later, you know, and just keep your eyes peeled. Keep the doors blocked if you don't want Jerry's uh, sparrows uh, <laughs> to take over. But uh, yeah, I think, I think that's always an issue on that uh, um that was nice of you, Cal, to bring that up, though. Just to, you know, <laughs> Particularly since he's not here. Yeah, yeah. no, that was yeah. okay. Yeah. That, that was good. That, good. Was, that was polite. Yeah. Yeah, no, we, yeah, when, the, when the birds arrive. And then I, I, I noticed that the, uh, oh, the resource book that I, I use, they, they've got this whole section on what are scouts, you know. And, oh, and basically, uh-huh. it's deny, denying the idea that for a long time. Yeah, Bill said there weren't anything as scouts. No. Right there. That, that didn't sound like proper English, but you get the idea. Bill yeah, said scouts uh, don't uh, really uh, exist. Uh, yeah, that, that term is typically applied to the the adults who arrive first, because, of course, the the uh, adults are under flyers, and so they get here well in advance of the, the first year, second year juveniles. So they're just stronger flyers and they arrive first. That's that's really what, what that is well, behind it. Have you got anything exciting and new in uh, feeding? I know last year we talked a lot about uh, bringing in the insect eaters with uh, pepper-flavored suet. Uh, yeah. Anything yeah, well, Anything else that's as exciting? Yeah. Well, as a matter of fact, we, we're now carrying live mealworms, which is a lot of fun mm. to feed mm. um, because that's been a lot of birds that otherwise – you're not likely to see at your bird feeder. I, I've been feeding them, and in the in the winter, in fact, during our our winter storm back in February, I was uh, uh, you know keeping the the ice melted in the bird bath as much as possible. But I was keeping my mealworm feeder filled, and I had hermit thr- I had a hermit thrush, I had warblers of different types, I had orange crowned and yellow rump warblers on the the mealworm. So that's a good good way to feed and, and to find other birds that you're typically not going to see at a, uh, a cedar. Good way to oh, do yeah, it. That's cool. Yeah. Talking to Kyle over there at Wild Birds Unlimited, Hebner and Northwest Military. Um, I guess uh, one, well, you, you, you choose the question. We'll either jump off Mark's question uh, and then ask you kind of what are people reporting seeing? Anything unusual or fun? Mm-hmm. And uh, the second question, I guess, would be, um, so assuming this is a normal year, uh, this, you know, what, what's, what would be happening in the fall, So, which will be coming up very, very soon? What, what should yeah, folks yeah. be preparing for? Yeah, well, um, you know, people are seeing a lot of, still a lot of juveniles at their feeders. So like I said, I've got a couple of, pairs of breeding cardinals that have their young at the feeders now. Uh, same with my blue jays. Um, I had a customer who had a, a, a thrush, I believe it was a, a curve-built thrush, at his feeder the other day, which was odd. Um, it was a peanut feeder. We were trying to figure out what exactly that that uh, a thrasher was uh, was looking for in the feeder. 
I'm not hmm. really sure. Maybe there were some bugs in the feeder or something like that. Yeah, uh, you'd think he'd go after that those worms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mealworms. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, as far as the fall, of course, we'll, we'll go into migration. You mentioned hummingbird migration, but just general migration in the fall is always an interesting time to see uh, orioles. Last year, we had a bunch of customers come in with pictures of orioles during, specifically during migration. And I remember that was happening last year. It was around mid-September they started coming in with uh, well, a in lot of oriole pictures. In terms of the migrating birds, what, what have you gotten... Uh, and recirculating pumps for, you know, I always think that that really brings in the birds that are migrating through the area. They'll stop at your little mm-hmm. bird bath if, they're, if yeah. the water's moving. Right. Yeah, yeah. Move, movement in the water is always more attractive to birds than stagnant water, still water. So, uh, yeah, we've got different kinds of fountains that, uh, that uh, recycle the water. They don't need to be connected to a water source, just a power source. And then we've also got uh, battery-operated water agitators as well as some little solar-powered uh, bubblers that you can put in any kind of bird bath. I really and that, like those. You know, that, that, yeah, that helps the water move, and especially during migration, it's important for them to have that source of water. So, um, yeah, different ways that you can create moving water rather than just a, a still bird bath, and that's a good way to get the birds' attention, bring them in. And, boy, if you want to bring in the... The species, I mean, everything you mentioned will bring in a few new species, but uh, having water available every single day in a yeah. place like San Antonio, even when the we're yeah. getting as many rains, yeah. Yeah. really brings yeah, them they're, in. They're, they're heavy but intermittent, and you really want mm-hmm. that constant yeah. source of live water. That's right. That's right. It's critical. And it's a good way to pull in other birds that are not going to see out of feeder again. That's, it's one of the primary components that if you're creating a habitat for wildlife, bird life in your backyard, uh, water is, is critical. So, yeah, water, shelter, food, it's all going to help pull in those interesting birds. Yep. Very cool. Well, Kyle, thank you. Yeah, so we'll we'll keep checking in as uh, the seasons change and stuff. But that was lots of yeah, good information. I, I we appreciate mention, it. I did, I did want to mention one other thing. Bear, Bear sure. Audubon, Bear Audubon Group is doing, uh, they're doing bird surveys. They have a, they have a, an event called Lights Out uh, Texas, and they're participating. This is going on in cities across Texas. It's called Lights Out Texas, and it's a, what, the, what we're trying to do is figure out through uh, citizen science and also just ornithological science what the impact is of light pollution on bird migration. Mm. And so what Bear Audubon is doing is uh, looking for volunteers who can help them do bird surveys in downtown San Antonio. And specifically what they're doing is they're uh, going downtown and basically patrolling a set number of blocks downtown in the early morning. And unfortunately, what they're looking for are dead birds that have been victims of bird strikes on, on windows. And so if anybody is interested in volunteering for this, it's a, it's a good way to uh, meet people within the birding community. <laughs> and you feel free to, to contact us here at the store, and we got a lot of info on that. Okay. If you want to... Uh that's interesting. Have, have them send me if you want to uh, have them send me some information. I'll put it in the article. Uh, oh, that'd be good. Expre- yeah, Express News article too. Yeah, I'll have oh, I'll have oh. Laura reach out to you with the info. I appreciate you doing that, Calvin, because it's uh, it's uh, a, a pretty critical issue that we're trying to figure out here. So I appreciate that. So, 
Hey, what just is this? Plug, st- just a plug, one more th- for you guys for the, sure. the, the the tropical milkweed. I'll tell you what, uh, it's it's it's. Inc- I have I have more monarchs in my yard and queen butterflies, but primarily monarchs. And I cannot. I have to tell you, I keep coming back to buy more and more milkweed because the caterpillars have <laughs> been stripping it, and it's so awesome to watch. It's um. It's just an interesting cycle to watch those monarchs lay their eggs, then see the, the caterpillars hatch, and then see the chrysalis form on the, the fence line wherever they are. It's really fascinating. So folks need to go out there and check out some of your tropical milkweed. It's an awesome plant to have in your garden. Yeah, and also go in go in there to your store and talk, and talk about uh, uh, how they – it's not always easy to see the caterpillars after they hatch. Yeah, and to see the, the process. Well, they're doing it at night, and they are as constant stripping the milkweed down, and they're yeah. doing a very good job at it. Now, when once established, even though they lose all the leaves, that does not mean the milkweed is dead. It'll come no. back. Uh, just but you just get a certain supply, keep it going. A uh, certain number of plants to keep them going and going and going. But I don't want to forget the nectar plants. That's what I thought you were going to get into. It's, it's like, yes, the mist flower, the, the, the cocaine of the butterfly world. Wow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. Uh, they love mist flower. And we have many different ones. We have blue. We have Greg's. We have a, a white one from the valley that's very, very uh, appropriate. And, and I wish we had access to... More uh, porterweed too. Yes, Paul Cox's favorite. <laughs> uh, maybe we will next week. Uh, we're we're kind well, of excited uh, about the potential. Uh, well, it was hit during the spring. Yeah, the supplies was. were hit hard in the spring. So um, that and there was a shortage of blue curl, one of our favorites, uh, early in the spring. Uh, but they're coming back. Right. right. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah. Thank you, gentlemen. You enjoy your day. Okay, you say can, hello to Bill for us. Yes. I will Don't do, yell I will at him like Calvin you. was. <laughs> Y'all take care. Thank All you. Right, bye-bye. That's Kyle over there at Wild Birds Unlimited. So, you see, I told you. Uh, we talked about what customers were seeing, and we talked about problem solving. So, uh, it's just kind of neat. Anyway, it was fun talking to him and finding out what's going on. Uh, with all that stuff, uh, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. Well, if you're enjoying nature at your home, you might be on your deck or you're, in your, you're on your patio enjoying it. And if that deck or patio doesn't look like you wanted to, by golly, you got to call Barry Hagendorf because Barry knows how to make it look like new again. That's what he says, and I can show you that. Go to deckandpatiocare.com, deckandpatiocare.com, and you'll see on the left side of the page. No, no, your left. There you go. See it? All right. It's got that gray, black, sooty-ish looking deck. And then on the right side, yep, looks uh, new. See, look. I'll show Mark. Yeah, see? Uh, it looks like new. It's a deep, rich color, uh, and he can do all that with fences, with pebblestone driveways. And Barry has been doing this since 1986. And I was talking to someone else who knew Barry. Barry won't brag on himself. He, if you start him bragging, he, he gets uncomfortable. But this guy was telling me, you know, Barry is like number one in the nation for some of this information on staining and sealing decks. I, I, I have to go and find out. I thought I knew Barry back in the 80s and 90s. So really? I, I'm going to have to call up and check to make sure it's the same Uh-oh. Barry. Oh, good. I hope somebody doesn't try to knock uh, Mark off or 
so he won't just <laughs> release that information. Oh, I don't know. Maybe he was with the Army Security Agency. Oh, no, dear. Well, you can call <laughs> Barry yourself and ask him if he knows Mark or just to maybe help, come help your deck at 210-822. I don't know. <laughs> Where did you see this character, this uh, notorious? 210-822-9147. 210-822-9147. Ninety-one forty-seven, or again, easy online, deckandpatiocare.com. We'll take a break and come back in a moment by nine thirty a.m. The answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer. All right, Lewis, call us back, and let's talk about uh, Lynn's legacy. 210-308-8867. Or you call us, and let's find out what's going on in your gardening world. That woman had a question. Uh, it's been a while. You, uh, do you remember what she was uh, talking to you about? Who had the phone? She was showing you the pictures. and Oh, yes. That was... Uh I was trying. That's uh, what I was trying to find, Mary, uh, and I and I, I saw Cappy over there, so I sent her to talk to Cappy. She had a plant that looked a lot like porterweed to me. Oh, the red uh, the red dwarf. Although the the one the one thing was that it was had, she said it had lived for seven years. Yeah, no, it's not the red dwarf. And yeah, but I said, what about cold weather? She says, well, they bring it in every year. Uh, Oh, okay. But I still uh, still wouldn't expect mm-hmm. the porterweed to last that long. But you never know. You know, maybe mm-hmm. she just uh, overestimated its life. But I was curious uh, to see if I think uh, Mary or if Trace if Trace was here. Trace probably could have identified it too if it was something other than uh, porterweed. So. Uh, so- just kind of going back to uh, jumping off what Kyle said, so I was thinking of say, asking, and y'all would have been able to discuss it. So let's say you just you just want to start bringing butterflies to your yard. Well, you you know, it, but we we mentioned lots and lots of choices that you can do. If you just had to start with something, would milkweed be a great starter plant to do, or would you start with something else? Zinnias. You really start with zinnias? Yeah, because because uh, uh, the the volume of Milkweed, it attracts. It's very attractive to butterflies, mm-hmm. but it's it's not a huge so, source, or you can't you can't have blooms constantly. But it'd be it'd be on the list, of course. Now, do they who, porter porterweed? Boy, if you got yeah. you so, got porterweed on your patio, <laughs> I I've got three of them in front of my uh, window. Yeah. And there, there's constantly okay, well that, birds there. And that's neat, too, because you don't necessarily have to have a garden. You could do that in a container, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I would always say uh, uh, a combination of a flat-petaled flower, like, like a zinnia. Okay. Or uh, rubecchia over here. Um, and a, a salvia, a more deeper okay. flower. Because so, some of them like to dip. Yeah. Or your mist flower. Yeah, the mist flower would be an example of that. Um, so a combination of those two. Okay. Where does um, blue plumbago fall into the scale of butterfly attraction? Um, I see them all used, around it. They seem, they seem, but if they, if the, okay. any of those that 
plants that Mark had mentioned. Yeah. Would get selected for. Yeah, yeah, that's what uh, that's what smiling is. Yeah, they they would always go for those. They, yeah. uh, hey, there, there's something to be said for natives, and okay, uh, and those are native plants, and they would go for those. Now, you the, the other thing is, uh, it's a theory that we could, we should probably discuss more with gardeners. We have a tendency to say, well, you you got should have a hundred different plants <laughs> I'm really of the idea that you don't know you do much better if you have a a cut flower garden with all zinnias okay and then you have a few you you got to have some uh, of course you got to have some milkweed you got to have some mist flower and there are a few a few other uh, flowers but you need you need the main and a dependable uh, ne- uh, nectar source. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, Mark mentioned the um, blue curl. You know, you, that one starts mm-hmm. real early. And so then you then you move into the zinnias and the mistflower and the milkweed. And then at the end of the year, you got the lantanas and Yeah, The asters, the fall asters, uh, the Copper Canyon and... Um, the other tickets of um, Daisy and uh, some of those other late blooming ones, Boneset. So the, uh, what you need to, I, I always like laugh because I see those, those yards which have about 100 plants and each one is a separate individual plant. And I know, ugh, master gardeners. <laughs> and this can't resist a plant. I'm, I'm, and, and, I'm flattered and, by the uh, <laughs> the comparison. And, Our certified butterfly garden. Yeah, here and, and, but, but I like to have uh, uh, seven to nine of one plant and mm-hmm. seven to nine of another and seven to nine of another. And that's the way I, that I look at it. Uh, maybe wedges or little little blocks of plants here and there. Well, it'd be an interesting uh, research project. Okay, so I have a dumb question. You ready? Yeah. So we talked about if you want to attract birds, you know, have the water, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the three. Yeah, and so I presume that what happens is birds are flying by. Flap, 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 flap. Ooh, water. And then they go down, and then more see, more birds see those birds, and then they come down, and they realize they, they find it friendly. So how, So if I go plant milkweed... I guess are butterflies just flying by, and they they go, "Hey, milkweed, woo!" Or how do they know? And well, they're, they're, does it attract more butterflies if they see one butterfly? Yes. Yeah, and then more. And they're cruising through just like the birds are. Right. And then if they run into something they want, like the milkweed, they stop there, and then of course. If, it attracts other folks. All right, so they're just they're just flying by. They were, if the milkweed wasn't there, they were going to come through my yard anyway, and they would have just kept going. Yeah, that, and that's what's amazing. You can in one year, if you're uh, and I and we've seen a lot of gardeners do this, especially on these drawings we've had, uh, uh, you know, where they win the, the certified butterfly or they uh, win the custom built butterfly garden. Uh, uh-huh. They go from having a a, a shrub few shrubs in their lawn to have a butterfly garden and suddenly they're loaded with butterflies it doesn't take the butterflies long to find no so do they so let's say betty stumbles across the milkweed that i planted and she's happily fluttering are there do other butterflies see betty 
and go, ooh, look what Betty found. How about that? Let's go down there and check that out. Or yeah, are they also just flying by well, and they're going to stop? Depends on the, the species. The species, okay. Monarchs. How about monarchs, you know? Um, I don't know. Do butterflies see? Yeah, and some smells. Okay. I, I think smell and see certain colors. Okay. And then uh, they come in closer and then see shapes of the colors. Okay. Uh, like I said, some are attracted to a flatter flower. Some are attracted to a, a cone, cone-shaped flower. Um, yeah. Okay. And, and, of course, butterflies are... Or, uh, you know, the monarchs are pretty are exclusive on mm-hmm. milkweeds, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of butterflies that are pretty exclusive. You know, our, uh, our uh, oh, the, what is the, what is our one with the vine that they eat all the uh, yeah, yeah, black swallowtail. Oh, no, that's uh, that's uh, uh, parsley and um, yeah, that's the black uh, swallowtail. The, and then the, the other the one, uh, giant swallowtail or tiger, tail. maybe. Yeah, tiger swallowtail is the, the vine. Uh, it's uh, no, it's passion, uh, it's a passion vine, passion vine, a passion vine fritillary, maybe golf fritillary. Yeah, that's the one that is attract, but you, you know, and then we talked about uh. Last week we talked a lot about the canna mm-hmm. Brazilian skippers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's that that that's what makes it real interesting, and especially you know you've got kind of middle school kids that are really interested in nature, uh, and they they want an immediate kind of feedback. Butterflies can really give it. It's really good, and then they worry about. Uh, again, like I mentioned, certain of the plants are all just defoliated um, because the caterpillars are, are eating them. But don't worry, they'll come back. Yeah. But, the, the, but then we have the opportunity to see the chrysalis and everything, and then they fly off, and then the plants revegetate, and you can do the cycle all over again. So it's How quickly many, many, many different well, see, and it's funny you've you mentioned that. But I saw a friend post on Facebook. They have their yard in Houston, and they have monarchs, and they were saying how wonderful it was that they were going, but you know, but they're eating all the thing, and and they didn't seem they seemed to imply that you know they were gone once they ate them, so they had to keep replanting. How quickly did they come back? You stagger them. Oh, you, you stagger the plantings a little bit. Oh, very smart. Well, and especially this year because of the freeze. Because all of those native, uh, all those native well, uh, milkweeds we planted, yeah. if their yard is the same as mine, there's not, almost none of them uh, uh, survived. Hmm. I was going to say, there's a gardening plant we always stagger. Uh, I can't remember what it is. Uh, maybe carrots, I don't know. Something like that. We, um, Time. So we always have a certain size of carrots that we want. Well, and that's, yeah. uh, that's why you, you pick your uh, plan. You, you pick your all-star nectar plants. Yeah. And uh, you have a, a large number of at least a few ready available all during the year. And then you put your special ones in there, fall mm-hmm. aster and all yeah. that other stuff. So it's, it's a fun game. There's a great program that Calvin and Jerry used to do. It's called 20, 12 Months of Color." Oh, and we had we, we've had to shorten it down over the years. Every time we do the program, the program we, we, we'd shorten it down a little bit more. 
You uh, like eleven months of color, or well, no, no, it's you just take the a two-hour program and make it an hour? Yeah, now you're talking Jerry Parsons. Yeah, it's it's a two-hour program, <laughs> and I got to get it with it. Well, well, I think people said it took twelve months of uh, to uh, learn about the twelve months of color. <laughs> well, it was. Uh, I think it started out uh, at a hundred plus plants. Oh my yeah, gosh! Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and uh, last time I did it, which wasn't too long ago, was yeah. uh, with the gardening volunteers. Uh-huh. Was sixty, <laughs> sixty for an hour. Yeah. yeah, I think I have several versions of it. I'm like, do I want the long, short, or, or, or medium or short version? Well, you know who you know who used to be the most notorious. Uh, uh, yeah, um, Mr. Cox. Would no, be. no, no, not him. He wasn't as bad as uh, Manuel Flores. Oh yeah, okay. Man- Manuel was. Uh, Huge, a lot of information and interesting, but you, you know, if he had an hour, he, he'd come with uh, 140 different plants to discuss. <laughs> the tray, the and tray side. Remember uh, slide trays? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we could always judge the the length of the show by how how many slides he had uh, in the in the slide tray. Mm. Oh Lord, he's got a lot. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. Let's take a quick break while we do. Give us a call. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world. Or come on by Millburgers and uh, give and donate blood uh, at the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center Blood Drive. Uh, it's going on today till 3, so there's still plenty of time. Normally it goes till 2. Uh, back in a moment, uh, Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch. Mark Peterson in for Dr. Jerry Parsons, and I talk to you after this on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer 210-308-8867 is our number 210-308-8867. Give us a call and uh, we'll talk with you about what's going on in your garden. You mentioned that August is uh, yes you can garden in August or Ar- August. Yeah, yeah, yes. Gardening it was a question mark. Gardening in August question mark and the author was calvin oh, okay and so i just had to pull it up and make sure all the links were proper and, and so one of on. the things that that i notice on this show is that people will frequently call us uh and they say they've got this weed and this weed and this weed and this weed and you know what can they put on the lawn and um calvin you'll end up saying well and what you should have done was something back in a couple months prior so is August uh, time to do anything with uh, for winter weeds or for? Well, one of the one of the things that uh, is in the, in the article, and Mark and I've talked about it a little bit. It, uh, it, there's been been a lot of uh, where the winter weeds were looking good, were looking lush, and then they dried out, and then the, and the, and people uh, thought that that was their regular lawn drying mm-hmm. out. Mm. Now it turns out, though, if they got a Bermuda grass lawn, they could have also uh, made a, a uh, error in terms of uh, they let it t- take, take advantage of all that rain we've had, and then they, they really put on a lot of growth. And then they 
said, oh, I should be mowing my Bermuda grass lawn down there at an inch and a half or mm-hmm. an inch. And so when they do that, there's, and then there's no, there's no blades. There's no grass blades. Or, so, or, or it was all, all brown. Yeah. It, it was all the fats or stems, actually stems. So, we, so <laughs> we've been getting the, the phone calls and then the call, call, calls and then even the uh, other authors were getting these uh, same kind of situation. And uh, uh, Jerry uh, brought up and Mark has brought up before that uh, the it probably... And probably the the Bermuda grass is just has to be retrained. Oh, okay. So I, I I've been at the Te- Texas Nursery and Landscape Association Expo these last couple of days. Okay, well, hang on to that for twenty okay. seconds. Okay, I'm going to get you back on that. We got Dave on the line. Oh. Big Dave has a question about butterflies. Hi, Dave. What's going on? Welcome to the show. Hey guys, how y'all doing today? Good, good. How can we help you? Yeah, yeah. I wanted to uh, uh, see if Calvin. I I'm big on the butterflies and the birds as well, and I've got one. I've got I've got I th- that I think is new that I saw. Of course, on my coneflowers out on the porch. I stepped in to get my phone, and it was going and went back. But I did see a pair of them back here the other day. I'm thinking the best I can tell looking on the internet is a heath. Fritillary. Are you familiar with that one, Calvin? Which fritillary? It's a heath. H-E-A-T-H. Or a heath. Like a heath farm. Mm. Yeah. Or like heath more. Yeah, that, I, I'm not familiar with that one. The ones that I, I see mostly are the golf and then right. the... Uh, yeah, I know. I'm sitting here going, what was that other one? Golf yeah, and, uh, it's another... It's got a longer name than the, than the uh, heath, metal. though. Meadow fritillary, maybe. What is it? Meadow? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. That Calvin Friday had those variegated fritillary. It's yeah. one. It's one of those. There, there you go. Variegated yeah. is one of those. You're probably there's. It could be. You know, I don't know where the the range of the heath is, but there's probably four or five different fritillaries, and of course, the one it's, we it's, see mo- are those two mostly the. Golf and the variegated, yeah. but there's pro- right. probably some others too. Fritillary, yeah. skippers, and yeah, yeah, uh, I get, what is it? I get a lot of skippers, yeah. yeah. But, but so those are the really big families. So, what is, is there anything distinctive on uh, the one you're seeing, uh, the Heath? That... Yeah, yeah, Calvin, he, he's smaller than the golf or, 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 or the variegated. Uh-huh. Um, uh, you know, Actually, quite a bit smaller, and he's kind of, kind of, kind of puts me in mind. And he's got some yellow, almost kind of, kind of reminds me of a swallowtail. The way the yellow follows down, you know, kind of around the edges, but and then a lot of spots. And I've, you know, looked at pictures on the internet, and and it's kind of, you know, if you look that one up, it gives you several different pictures, but. Uh, Best I can tell, that's it, and 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 I mean that's mm-hmm. the first time, or maybe it's been out here before, and I just never saw it. Huh. Um, but but I saw a pair back here the other day, and uh, it's it's uh, it's really got me, uh, you know, intrigued, and I'm just wondering, and, and I didn't, 
I didn't bother to look to see. Now that I think about it, it's range. I'll have to go back and look at that. Yeah, I will try. Both Mark and I will try to uh, see it and also uh, check the resources a little bit yeah. to see where it is. Yeah. And if you get a chance, take a picture. Hmm. Well, yeah, I, I had it right here. You know, I got call marks right on the porch. <laughs> I, I stepped in to grab my phone, wouldn't you know? And, and he's real, you know, he, he's pretty timid, you know. Uh, uh, so he moves, uh, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're yeah. both smiling, knowing how hard it is. There's only oh, one yeah. butterfly whisperer that we know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I can And he's not here. The, I can get well, let's, phone we, and we've had the benefit, too, of our, or the rest of our audience. I've mm, heard you yes. describe it, and if they've got any ideas or if they can verify, uh, then hopefully they'll give us a call, too. So sure. we'll, uh, sure. a, let's, discuss, let's discuss it further. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah we'll uh, and, uh, you know, as, as, you, as we learn a little bit more about it or if one of us uh, sees some of the other hints. All righty. Appreciate it. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, sir. Thank you. All right, 210-308-8867. Got a line open and about 10 minutes left. Don't forget about the blood drive happening here at Millburgers today till 3 o'clock. Come on by and donate blood and get some what, nice thank what you was gifts. Mark's, what, Mark, I was going to throw it back there. So, Mark, where you been? Hey, uh, for the last couple of days, I've been at the Expo, the TNLA Expo. That's uh, Texas Nurserymen. Oh, it used to be Nurserymen. We're, we're more correct now. Uh, Texas Nursery and Landscape Association mm-hmm. uh, down at the uh, Gonzales uh, Expo Convention Center. Sorry. Um, but one of my good friends, Ben Worley, Dr. Ben Worley, he is the associate professor at Texas A&M for grass. He had a couple of great ideas that I wrote down. I'm going to have to write an article, but just to get it out there for everyone is a couple ideas on establishment. When you put in a new lawn, soak the ground two to three days ahead of time before when you lay the grass. That's interesting. Okay. Keep the grass moist, the turf, the sod moist. Uh, and then here's this, the, the special thing talking about how it grows. Don't cut it. Let it grow for the 35 days that we, or four or five weeks that that most of the water purveyors have the regulatory. When we're in drought stages, we usually say five, five weeks or 40 days or something like that. But don't cut it. And what you find out is that as it grows, um, the root mass is about three to four times as great as if you would mow it. Hmm. So, yeah, uh, if the HOA doesn't care, um, you can you know let it go six, seven, eight inches tall. Wow. And, and before you cut it. So this is just a wonderful little experiment. It goes, what's best for the long-term health of the grass? You'd have uh, to. Fr- frankly, don't cut it. You'd have to be prepared for our uh, no no blades on Bermuda grass. <laughs> yeah, because it'll take it'll take that to quite a bit of a long time. Right, but then eventually you'd go back to uh, our standard uh, one and a half, two. I prefer two, uh, two and a half for all all grasses. Uh, that's just my. I like to keep it rather than. Going up and down per season, just keep it the same amount. Yeah. So you're gonna. Yeah, so you're, and I have done the same thing. Yeah, yeah, and, and I've, I'm following your lead on that one. I, I went and investigated a little bit more. 
So you're going to replace sod, or you're going to just put down sod. You're going to put down sod because so this is the time of year to do that. So which one are you soaking? The so, so where the you're ground, placing it? The or? ground. The, okay. The unsodded ground. We're going to soak it two to three inches gotcha. really well. All right. And then put the sod down, and then you're watering it. Okay. But remember, the roots are only like less than a quarter of an inch. You're only putting down a little bit of water, but you're doing it frequently. Okay. So two to three days, two, two to three times a day for a week or two weeks, and then once a day or twice a day for another two weeks, and then once a day for the last week. But Mark is also talking about preparing the soil. Yes. Not just... Uh putting it on the old old situation. Yeah, so I'm going to write a whole article on it, but that was the, the two things that really jumped out at me. as as like water ahead of time and can we, let it grow. Can we announce uh, who got uh, that award? I, I, we've been waiting all, all day, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, we need a drum so, roll. Yeah, yeah. Barry, no, is that the news thing? Yeah, it's or is the news that thing. like the? It's the news thing. Okay. Okay. okay, you want me to do it? Okay. Breaking news! Breaking news! Yesterday, right. you heard it here first. Yes. Well, you heard it here. <laughs> Yesterday, a Greg Grant, well-known plant horticulturalist and friend of the radio station, mm-hmm. received the TNLA Lifetime Achievement Award. That's great. Okay. Yeah. So what does that mean? I don't know. Uh, no, no, no. I know what you mean. You know, I mean, so. So he has received an award. Honor. Honor, honor the industry and his peers and well, all the work go. that he's done for uh, his, his professional uh, career. Cool. Yeah, and his, his books he's written. And yeah. He's yeah, and the books he's written. He's with uh, uh, Bill Welch. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, of course, he's done a lot of work with Jerry. Yeah. And he, he's uh, well known for... Uh, Identifying special uh, plants and plants that should be in the in our uh, market, and he's worked with Jerry and others to get it in the market. So hey, maybe Jerry will talk a little bit about it tomorrow. Now, yeah, great. so that's why I kind of wanted to do it today and, and let you guys know. Uh, I don't know if Jerry knows because I haven't seen Jerry. Oh, okay. Well, uh, and I would guess that's why Jerry took off to be with Greg. Oh, maybe. maybe. So, so maybe. Maybe not. Huh? <laughs> no. Okay, so Greg's not going to zip by the show. So he. Uh, he's not. He doesn't even know that I know. Oh. Uh, I mean, but his his face was plastered uh, all day yesterday <laughs> afternoon up on the screen. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping you would continue. Otherwise, people would just say, Greg was plastered at this thing? That sounds <laughs> Greg, wrong. Greg, know, doesn't Greg, doesn't ever, doesn't, uh. Greg doesn't ever get plastered. Okay. So. Uh-uh. Well, uh, that's cool. So, yeah, so it, it is. It's good honor. It's good honor for Greg uh, for all the work that he's done because he's he's worked with so many people and the and the books that he's written uh, in collaboration with everyone we know. I, I mm-hmm. mean, he's worked from everyone from uh, uh, what's Welsh's what's Bill with Bill Bill Welsh to to Lynn Lowry. Oh uh, wow! Uh, back in the day um, at Lone Star, which is now Lone Star. Um, so it's it. He's worked with just about every Paul. You know, mm-hmm. he's worked about with the other Welsh. And he's he's <laughs> wor- he's worked in the private sector. Yeah, on pl- uh, plant development. That's, that's where I was going. Is it pl- private, public, 
yeah. extension. Now he's now he's can't the, hold a job. He, huh? He's the <laughs> uh, Texas A and M uh, AgriLife Extension agent in. Uh, Tyler, right? Yeah. yeah, and he does yeah. some good columns. But, he does some he, blogging and some good columns. I've yeah. seen him on Facebook promoting them. He, he, he's in every media now. Yeah. Now his his book that is my favorite is uh, covers the landscaping uh, in Texas. It's, and, and it's the, it's it, fabulous. Yeah. It's simple. It's easy to read. Um, it, everyone always goes, I don't know where to start. That's right. And I always go, read Greg's book. Because he divides up the, the big job of landscaping a landscape new or repairing by breaking it into little bites, biteable pieces, and makes it much easier. It's a, it's a great book. Also, uh, also a good gift if you're looking for a holiday gift for a gardener. I thought somebody and said he was working on a new one. Yes, he is. Sure he okay. Is. Yes. Maybe. He is, but I don't know the subject. He told me the subject once, and then I promptly forgot. Yeah, oh, so, okay. You know, it's terrible to have to deal with those old people. Yep. You know. Yeah, I know. All right, again, 210-308-8867. Not too much time left. Mark, you want to, uh, since we got you here, you want to uh, talk a little bit about saws and the time we have left? I love things that are going I, I, I don't know. I'm just a year closer to AARP. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, we've had some good news, just briefly. Good news. Okay. It doesn't look like the uh, models are going to say that we're going to go into drought stage. If we okay. do, it would be no rain in the next 60 days, and we might go back in. But, we're, uh, but it looks like not this year. Oh, um, that'd be great. Uh, on that, all our programs are still going on. Our coupon programs will go on until October 15th will be the application deadline, and then the redemption deadline is November 15th. And remember, here at Millburgers, mm-hmm. we have all or just about all, Trace always reminds me say just about all, the <laughs> plants that are permitted on the coupon. Uh, so come on out, look at the butterfly. Uh, uh, display, yeah, landscape certified display. butterfly garden. And uh, a lot of those plants are permitted, and then they have some other plants here that uh, are also permitted for the drought water saver, drought tolerant landscape. And when you write this article on uh, on turf, turf it will grass, be out. Will please, be? please sign up for that. The the newsletters come out late afternoon on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And uh, we cover a whole host of topics. Um, uh, I, I get the bug every so often. Write a yeah, you don't new even have to article. be a sauce customer to take no, advantage. No, no, no. We actually did a survey of where all the zip codes were, and we are across the country. Wow, that's great. I, I laughed. There seemed to be a big block around Denver, and I went. Oh, those are all my relatives. Oh. Uh, That's but, nice of them, though. All right, listen, we're going to say goodbye for today. Thank you to Mark for coming in and sitting in for Jerry. And uh, don't forget, we've got another hour of the Blood Drive going on here at Mill Burgers today till 3 o'clock. So you can still come by and uh, be a part of it. Thanks to Calvin for uh, being on the show. Uh, Barry doing a great job back at the station. And, of course, uh, you for listening. Uh, we're back here tomorrow at Millburger, so come on out and visit with us. It'll be another pretty day, and uh, we can visit and talk gardening with you. I'm Milton Glick, and this is 